Hey everyone, and welcome to the Uncorked Corner podcast, where we cover the full spread of food and beverage industry topics. My name is Bianca, PR and marketing professional by day and food and wine connoisseur by night. And my name is Nick, an accountant with a passion for barbecue, beer, and whiskey. Today we are here for a special Halloween episode, and we welcome Logan and Spencer of Atomic Coffee Roasters, as well as Stacia from Destination Salem. Uh, Logan and Spencer have been on the podcast before. If you haven't already listened to it, go back, check out their first episode, learn a bit more about what they're about. Today, we'll be learning about a new special blend and what they have going on for the Halloween season. In this episode, we're learning more about the partnership between Salem's own Georgia Mavis and Atomic, as well as we get the scoop on how you can learn more about Salem from home. Plus, we cover the not-so-spooky food and beverage destinations around the city. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. With that said, let's get to the show. to the show guys we're so excited to have atomic back on today uh with a new addition to their team uh on today's podcast so we'll have logan introduce himself to start and then we will get into uh our seasonal coffee that we're so excited to talk about sure. so um my name is logan mahoney uh, i'm the director of business development and strategic partnerships here at atomic um i have been here since 2018 um, and mainly just focus on, you know, where our products going, distributorships, um, office coffee, when that was a thing once upon a time, um, as well as local markets and chain stores, such as Stop and Shop, Whole Foods, Wegmans, et cetera. So that's what I do for Atomic. Awesome. And uh, we're also welcoming Spencer back to the podcast as well. He was the one featured with Atomic before. If you haven't already listened and heard some of the history behind Atomic, can head back, listen to the original episode to get more of the details on that. But today we are here to talk about specifically a Halloween blend that you guys just released and a little bit more about what's going on right now and what's coming in the winter and the next uh, few months, hopefully, for Atomic. So tell us about your new coffee. Uh, yeah, so it's a Halloween blend. It's called Witch City. Um, the cool thing about it is it's a collaboration um, with a local artist from Salem that is nine years old. Uh, her name is Georgia, uh, and she started her own brand when she was six years old. It's called Georgia Made This, uh, and basically she has like some cool like Salem Halloween themed uh, cartoons like ghosts and skulls and things of that nature um, that she um draws and then she puts them on like mugs and t-shirts and sweatshirts and whatnot and so normally she sets up in downtown salem as a vendor uh obviously with her dad um you know throughout the month of october uh and she's selling those things towards a college fund uh and this year salem is obviously looking a little different and she isn't able to vend downtown um so we teamed up with her and uh her some of her uh, artwork is displayed on the Halloween blend label. Um, and then some of the proceeds from the bags actually are going to her college fund. 
That's really exciting. And it looks great. Uh, is this the first partnership of its kind for you? Or have you done ones like this on previous like blends that you've had in the past? This is the definitely the first of our kind of its kind. Um, we wanted to do this is our actually our first Halloween blend at all. And we really were inspired this year to do it because of what the world looks like right now and specifically what Salem we thought would look like. Um, we roast our coffee in Salem. Uh, we've been here for over a decade. Um, so we kind of wanted to like pay homage to the city that, you know, is usually bumping in October and we had no idea what it was really going to look like this month. Um, and so we were toying with, you know, name ideas and, and what we were going to say about it. And it just kind of came about organically. And uh, Ellen, uh, who's on our team, actually followed Georgia and was like, you know, we should really reach out to Georgia and like see if she wants to do something. And after talking to her dad, Chris, uh, it just like made a lot of sense that they're limited in what they're able to do this year. So this was just like a way to uh, give Georgia more exposure um, and kind of just team up, uh, you know, with two Salem brands that just made a lot of sense. That's awesome. And I know we're also looking forward to having Destination Salem on to talk about some of the things that are available to do in Salem. Uh, we know that's kind of turned heel recently and there's not going to be a whole lot going on with parking garages and everything getting shut down early and all sorts of fun stuff. But can you tell us about the coffee itself and what our listeners can expect to taste out of this, maybe the origins of the beans and the blend itself? Yeah, sure. So we had a good problem in that when we first came out with it, it was two coffees uh, and it was selling so well at first that we actually ran out of one of those coffees that was in the blend. Uh, and at first I was like, this was like two weeks in, I think maybe like second to last week in September, I started realizing like we were, there's no chance we were going to make it to Halloween. Uh, and so I started thinking about like, well, maybe if we taste it with like a third of this coffee and two thirds of the other coffee and thinking about how many more bags that would actually get us. And I'm like, you know what, like, I really don't want to limit it to any number and that's really not going to stretch it that much farther. So we um, tried different coffees, basically figured out another blend that was very comparable. And I actually think I am enjoying this one more than the first one. Um, and, you know, had to reorder labels uh, so that it says the right things on the labels and everything. But um, as of right now, the, and, and what it has turned into is it's a blend of a Honduras natural coffee and then a Colombian uh, Santa Barbara that we have uh, most of the year. Um, and so the two uh, combined with each other is like real nice. The, the natural gives like some higher notes and some, some nice fruitiness. And then the Columbia is just like, uh, really like crowd pleasing, like milk chocolatey, um, kind of, you know, what, what you would expect from a Colombian. So the two together is like pairs really well. And I think the thing that I really like about it is that like all coffee drinkers will enjoy that. And that's what really we were going for with like, we knew that people of all types of coffee drinkers would be buying it because of the label. So we also don't want to disappoint them in terms of what it's actually going to taste like in the cup. So I've heard from people that, you know, are on our single origin subscription uh, and, you know, drinking all light roast and single origin coffees all the time. Love it as well as like somebody that's downtown Salem picking it up at like melt ice cream shop that, you know, is going to grind it for a drip coffee uh, maker at home, they're enjoying it as well. And I know I've tried it both uh, drip and French press now since we last talked. I know we were talking about me not having a French press and needing to get into that game a little bit. I picked Perfect. one up. I've been loving it, been using it. 
Um, And that's my favorite way of drinking this one so far, just because especially with that Colombian blend, you can make it really rich and you can have like a really tasty cup of coffee, but it's still, uh, it's not overly intense of a flavor. It's just a really smooth drinkable coffee. Perfect one to start the day off with this fall. Hell yeah. And you also mentioned that it might be available in some local shops. So is it available in your cafe as well as um, different places around downtown Salem? Uh, it is, yeah. It's uh, available at our cafe, uh, Blue Canoe and Marblehead. It's available. Um, Shoreside Cafe um, out in Winthrop has it. Um, who else? Melt, you said, you mentioned. Yep. Um, can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, what's oh, Laughing Gull in Manchester by the Sea. We just did a spotlight on them last week on our Instagram two weeks ago. Yep. Um, so a de- definitely a lot of smaller cafes um, on the North Shore. If you pop in, we'll have that blend for sure. Yeah. And so with the success of this and all the bags that you've been selling, do you think it's something that you'll repeat for other holidays or is it kind of like a maybe an annual Halloween blend we might get to look forward to? So I definitely, I definitely am already thinking like we, you know, I like to call myself like a, a really good procrastinator and that like, I wait till the last minute, but I definitely make things happen when they need to happen. Uh, so I'm already looking forward to next Halloween. I think I, we would like to team up with Georgia again and maybe have her create like some custom artwork this time around versus the first time. Um, there wasn't as much time and I really also wanted to like put more of her like well-known stuff on the bag so that if somebody saw it they would be like oh my god that's george's artwork you know uh and so next year i think um it would be cool to do something more custom uh and still involve georgia uh and then in terms of like you know other other seasonal blends coming up like i don't know if we're gonna necessarily try to you know get other artworks to do art for the bag or anything i I don't have a plan necessarily past Halloween blend um, for like collaborations, uh, but I think this was a good start to things like this. And I'm definitely, you know, keeping our eyes out and, and trying to think creatively moving forward. Yep. And it's awesome that you're able to kind of help out and support that other, you know, support Georgia and the other local small Salem businesses and other people in the area distributing that coffee around uh, and really keeping it more of a community thing. Yeah, for sure. So you are based in Salem. It, what is it like right now? Have you been able to kind of go out and go to the, all those different places? Is it nearly as bustling as it has been? Or is it kind of very subdued this time of year with COVID? Uh, our roastery is not really downtown. It's like, what do you think, a mile or not even? Walk, yeah, eight minutes, yeah, eight, 10 minute walk. Yeah, it's probably a 10 minute walk. But I mean, literally when I when I just left to come over here and meet with Logan. Um, there were uh, town workers posting no parking signs like everywhere on the side streets around the roastery. Uh, so they're trying to, you know, control what is going to happen, I guess. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, we didn't, I don't think we knew what to expect because there's definitely not as much stuff to like actually do. Um, but there's definitely a lot of people that are still coming in, trying to do things, walking around. Um, so especially like right in the center, like the, the center of Salem is definitely crowded with, with people walking. Yeah. It's, uh, I was saying earlier, I mean, 
saying don't come to Salem, Salem is canceled is like saying you're on a cliff and saying don't look down. Like people are going to come to Salem regardless. Um, what they're going to do is definitely going to be a little bit different. Um, I just think they're really, you know, there was, I don't think there's much of a plan and people expected this like in the city of Salem. So uh, when people started coming, obviously earlier in the month, it was, um, oh my God, what are we going to do? So um, we're friends with Notch over in Salem. Um, and they decided to shut down for a week just because it's gotten so crazy that, you know, they can't take the risk and their staff is just dealing with ridiculous things. So um, definitely an interesting time to be in Salem. I have a meeting after this um, in downtown Salem and I'm just going to have someone drop me off because it's not even worth, you know, bringing my car over there. So <laughs> definitely an interesting time over there. Yep. And yeah, I know. Uh, just uh, take a little run. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I got to carry a lot of products. I'm, I'm the cooler guy. So if you see me walking down the street with a cooler, that's that's typically my MO. Strap it to a backpack, throw it on with wheels and run it. There you go. Strap the carriage. And it's such a unique city, especially in that downtown area that people from even the surrounding area, like I know around this time of year, I always like to go down. There's some food places and drink places that I've always stopped in. And uh, it's people are going to go. It's going to happen. They're going to find a way. Um, are all the museums and everything shut down to kind of curb tourist tourism it, and everything? But... Um, it, it's I believe it's appointment only. Um, I think that I think they're all yeah. Most of them are just are limited capacity. Yeah, yeah. I they think don't want um, those lines down the street like usual. Yeah, Salem yeah. Witch Museum. I know Ellen went to, um, and they were sold out like, like four days in advance. Mm -hmm. Like Thursday, it was already sold out for the weekend. So it's I'm sure at this point it's like yeah, we're sold out through the end of the month most likely especially because they're going to be limited in everyone so much yeah yeah do you guys have any other favorite food or drink places that you guys want to shout out that you typically like going to in that downtown area um i'm a big ledger guy i i always go to ledger um a bunch of my i moved to south boston recently um and i was there probably a week and a half ago with uh, a bunch of people uh that's our go-to spot for brunch or dinner uh, they do a great job so that's definitely one notch. Um, love a good session beer, uh, any type of beer. Definitely them. Love supporting them. Um, Bambolina has Bambolina. Great, great pizza. Uh, we already said Melt has, has some awesome ice cream. Uh, it's right downtown. Um, what else? Far from the tree. Good yep. cider. That's a little bit out of the way too. So um, good spot to kind of, they got a good outside area to, to hang out, um, not necessarily right downtown in Salem. So uh, a little bit of a hidden gem um, to get away from some of the overpopulation, I'd say. Um, you like Opus. Opus is a good yeah, place Opus for sushi is a good spot. and different things. Yeah, and like legit cocktails. Yeah. If you so. want a good old fashioned, that's the place to go. All right. And with the uh, Atomic Cafes, you guys all to go only right now, or can people come in, sit in the cafe as long as they're spread out and all? Uh, the cafe is to go only. Um, you can come in and order. You can um, order online or call in and they do curbside. Um, and also we just came out with an, a mobile ordering app uh, to make uh, ordering easier as well. Uh, but no, no sit down, honestly, like we're playing it uh, safe uh, for our staff and for our customers. So um, we're, yeah, it's to go. There's no seating there. There's a couple couple tables outside, but that's it. And uh, where can people, I know a, a lot of the uh, local coffee places that I've seen and been to also have that app thing going. So is that a 
kind of a common app thing that you guys jumped on board with? Do you have your own and where can people find that? Um, yeah, we, uh, it is like, it's the atomic cafe app. Like we, um, worked with someone to develop it. Um, but yeah, so, um, on the Apple store or Google play, uh, if you type in atomic cafe, uh, it should come up. Uh, if not, you can go to the atomic website, uh, and it'll direct you there. And speaking of the atomic website, this, which city blend and your other coffees, are those available for order and delivery of people's homes? Or is that only something you can pick up in person? No, it's definitely available for uh to be shipped to home uh we should have it um i would say through halloween maybe a, maybe a couple of days a couple of days afterwards and then we'll we'll pull it awesome we also saw on your instagram and for anybody who doesn't follow you uh it's at atomic coffee roasters and it's one c, <laughs> one c, one c. Uh, the and new, you yeah, guys have such great photos and i saw that you just had a giveaway go live with georgia made this so this podcast i believe will be going live on tuesday if i'm not correct Nick, okay you can confirm yep. Um, and the giveaway ends on Wednesday. So if anybody's listening on Tuesday and decides they want to enter, um, they can win an awesome bag of coffee. Nick and I both have ours here and uh, they can win some cool stuff from Georgia Meet This, which I think is, is a really awesome partnership. But your Meet the Teams have been great as well. I've, I've really enjoyed kind of learning more about everybody who works there and behind the scenes. Um, so just a great account to follow. Thanks. Appreciate that. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Kyle, who works at the Roastery too, who's our in-house photographer. Awesome. Well, we had such a great time talking to you guys. Hope everything goes well with Salem this fall. And um, we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Keep the good coffee coming. Yeah, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Welcome. We are so excited to have you in today's podcast. Um, we, on the same podcast, just had the team at Atomic on, and now we have you on to talk about all Love things. Love Atomic Coffee. <laughs> we do too. One of our local favorites for sure. Um, so we're very excited to have you join us today. And we would love to, with everything going on, of course, things are different. So Nick and I have kind of been looking at this from a different approach uh, to see, you know, what what Salem in your eyes is like this time of year typically and of course it's a little different this year and we'll get into that as well um, but let's just have you tell us a little bit about like the history and what makes it so special this time of year. Well before you jump into that let's start by having you introduce yourself <laughs> for our audience. <laughs> that would be helpful. Oh, so happy to be a part of your podcast this morning. My name is Stacia Cooper. I'm the assistant director of Destination Salem which is the office of tourism and marketing here in in Salem, Massachusetts. And what makes Salem so special in October? Oh gosh, this is my 12th year in marketing the destination. And there's always like a, a hum that last few weeks of September because there's the uh, growing anticipation of what the month of October is always going to be. And it's kind of crept in previous years, and we're going to leave this year as its own entity. Um, but in previous years, we call it September because those last two weeks um, get as festive uh, as well. We usually have a food truck festival that last weekend, which kind of kicks it off. And it kind of uh, is the last weekend that the locals will come downtown. You know, um, usually the month of October, locals will organize their month to 
circumvent the downtown uh, because it gets so busy. Uh, with that, it's kind of a crescendo. The a month of October starts out with the Grand Parade, which is always the first Thursday of October. And that's a, a local favorite because all of the schools participate and all of the locals come out to uh, celebrate uh, the month. And then, you know, you go into the long weekend after that, which is generally the first big weekend and then it just builds after. Um, unfortunately with uh, COVID, this was supposed to be the biggest October in the last 10 years. Saturday, full moon, five weekends in October. You know, everyone was um, loading for bear because it was going, it was promising to be a big one. And now we've juggled to make it not a big one, which has been a challenge. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I actually had heard on the radio the other day I was listening to, uh, we were already talking to you guys about coming on the podcast, getting it all scheduled. And then I heard the big bombshell of Salem shutting down Halloween um, for this year. So what was what happened with that? And what was your response to it and everything? And is that something that was in conjunction with the tourism authority? Or is that just a city, you know, kind of management decision? Kind of, kind of both, you know, um, when we started with uh, the tourism season, you know, early on, say, May, June, you know, October was always lingering in the background of you know, is it going to be a normal October? Is Are we going to be back to normal by then? And then as we crept through the summer, you know, we kept things um, according to the state guidelines, guidelines on reopening. And then we got to September and still we were not moving um, with a vaccine or anything to bring us back to a normal phase. So it was um, a tough decision because because people were going to come. We could do no marketing whatsoever and people were still going to come. And we had to, you know, it was a cautionary tale um, and not a um, one that we thought we'd ever do because our whole job here is marketing the destination to come to. And now, you know, it started out with don't come unless you have a plan, like tickets, um, all the major events we canceled. Uh, and due to COVID restrictions, you know, capacity limits and businesses, museums and attractions were, uh, you know, they could only handle so many. And again, don't come with a plan. And then people weren't listening to don't come with a plan. They were just coming. And so why did you come? I don't know. I just had to be here. And, you know, it, it, it's great that they wanted to be here, but we're, we were just so cautious. And it, it, it's a real double-edged sword this year. You know, it, it was tough. But we are here next month and it's going to look exactly the same as it did this month. So come on down. <laughs> Definitely. And now with that, obviously Salem is a city. It runs all year round. So what are some of the things that people can experience, like some of the favorite attractions? I know uh, I, Bianca and I grew up in Melrose, so we're sort of local to the area. We've been there plenty of times, and I know every year going down, always the big lines at all the witch museums and everything like that. 
So why don't you take us through some of the highlights that even maybe not like local locals, but just people around the country come and flock to Salem to see? Well, um, there's there's different uh, components. I always ask. We have the witch trials, which still to this day are the major attraction of our city. And then we have literary Salem, you know, Nathaniel Hawthorne, um, the Gables and the connection to Nathaniel. Then we have maritime. And it's funny that some visitors don't realize that we're on the ocean. They, they get here and they're like, what's that lake over there? We're like, that's the ocean. Um, so there's the maritime and our trading history. Uh, the Peabody Essex Museum is truly a jewel in our crown here. And they've been um, kicking it out of the park with their exhibits in the last, um, I would say, the last 20 years. You know, they, they're to the forefront of um, major museums. So we have all of those components. So with the witch trials, the Salem Witch Museum is always... Um, a, a great stop to learn about the uh, interpretation of the witch trials. I always say, if it has a witch and a museum in it, it's going to give you an interpretation of the trials and everyone should walk away with a little history and a little knowledge um, with that. And our dining, I mean, restaurants here have been uh, multiplying in the last uh, 15 years and whatever you crave, we have it. It, it. That's uh, what the locals and what you can experience all year long. Um, retail, it's not just, you know, t-shirts and uh, the keychains. It's, it's some really beautiful um, clothing and home goods and uh, just antiques. It's worth spending a day here and exploring um, the city, not only for the history, but for its dining and its retail. And of course, as things are you know, different right now, what are some of the virtual experiences people can do from home? Oh, well, we have a new app um, that we created. We worked with the folks at Bonnaroo um, or at Lumpa who worked with Bonnaroo in developing an app um, with uh, the anticipation that October was going to be a little bit bigger, but still useful. So you can find our app in the app stores, both on Android and Apple. And on it, on our homepage here of the app, it gives you special events and a list of all the virtual and all of the um, kind of uh, augmented events that we've had to put in place for the month of October. And it's uh, it's been such a useful tool, even if it's not October, uh, we can reskin this for uh, Salem So Sweet, Salem Arts Festival, uh, any time of year, you can use the app to navigate um, your visit. That's awesome. I haven't yeah, seen it, it yet. It, it, I, <laughs> I go on it and it's like, oh my gosh, this is, and it gives you push notifications of something sold out, uh, any you know PSAs that we wanna get out to the general public. So in uh, addition to using your visitor guide, use the app as well. 
And we'll make sure to put a link to that oh, in the podcast absolutely. description. <laughs> it's definitely good for, I mean, even if somebody can't, if they couldn't visit, even if it was open, it's nice to have the option to really learn at home. And I think a lot of people will be moving in that direction. So, well, you know, and, and it's great. I worked at Info Booth downtown this past weekend and you, you see the discerning visitor. You know, I like the visitors that have a list, you know, I want to see this, I want to see that. And they've done their homework a little bit. Uh, before they uh, they got here. So, you know, you're excited to share all of that with them. And speaking of downtown Salem, there are so many restaurants. There really are. Um, I live in Ipswich now, so I'm pretty close. So we go oh, quite a bit. We have a few up there too. <laughs> we do. We have, a, I mean, the North Shore is full of fantastic food and, and bars uh, when they're open. But what are some of your favorites that are in the Salem neighborhood that, you know, all around Salem that you're, you know, you direct people to, especially in the fall, I know a lot of them have some great seasonal dishes. Um, and then obviously just anywhere for food and food and drinks. That's what our audience loves and listens for. So we'd love to get your insights on where people should go. Well, you know, it all depends on uh, what you would like to eat in regards to seafood and anything from the ocean. Uh, Pickering Wharf, restaurants have a plethora of uh, offers down there. Uh, the only place that I eat oysters is Vins or uh, Sea Level, because he can tell you where he got those oysters that day. Uh, Longboards is down there. Brody's uh, as well, all great for seafood. We have Ledger Restaurant, one of our newer restaurants in the last few years, and they take traditional New England cooking to a new gourmet level. Their popovers in there are amazing. Adriatic uh, speaks for itself, the Mediterranean cooking um, Italian that uh, they bring to the area is never a bad meal. You go in there, even if you had a flatbread and a glass of wine, it's sublime. And then you have, you know, your casual dining. If you come for breakfast, um, there's Reds and you can stay to Reds for lunch, which is, it's that good old fashioned diner food that you like, you know, the French fries and gravy and all the home cooking. Grab and go, you have pubs, uh, the Village Tavern and Rockefeller's has something for everyone. And then our Hotels always offer um, dining, the Hawthorne Hotel, Salem Waterfront Hotel. So Indian, Chinese, Italian, um, Adias, the, the gentleman came up, the falafel is, <laughs> we have falafel Fridays here in the, the office that we'll walk across town just to get one of those pitas. So there really is um, a great choice. And on craft, uh, I know, we're mainly a craft beverage podcast too, and you have no shortage of that in your area too. Obviously we have Atomic on this episode when it comes to coffee, but I know there's other breweries and cideries and stuff in the area. Do you have any local favorites for that? Well, cideries, we have one and they do, um, I always say in life, do one thing and one thing well. And they have taken the apple and made cider and just, it's wonderful go to, to go down there. They have a, uh, a great selection. Craft breweries um, regarding beer, there has been a substantial uh, explosion on the North Shore with uh, breweries. We have uh, 
we did have Salem Beer Works here, but they closed. I'm not sure if they're coming back. Notch Brewery is very popular. And then we have East Regiment Brewery uh, in downtown that is new. And uh, those guys have a passion for what they do. I will have to say too, a little plug on my own. I love the Salem Cheese Shop. I <gasps> call them all the time for recommendations because I'll yeah. have a dish and they'll say, you know, you need this kind of cheese, but it doesn't say, and I don't know where to find it. I'll just call them and they'll do whatever you need. You know, they just oh, have and it And what ready. did I just say? Do one thing and one thing well, and they do cheese. That's right. Very, they do very an incredible well. job. <laughs> yeah, they do. And on the, who is the uh, one cider company that you said you have down there? Oh, Far From the Tree. I'm sorry, I forgot to give them a plug. Far From the Tree Cider. Uh, they are just a little bit of a walk outside of the downtown, but definitely worth it. I know with locals, say, you know, um, on the off season months, the shoulder seasons, you can go in there, bring a pizza and play a game, board game and drink cider. It's a great night out. And I know I actually heard of them for the first time when we were up in Stowe, Vermont a couple weeks ago and someone at another cidery that we were at was like, oh, you know, uh, Salem, like ectoplasm. They're telling me about oh, this. Oh gosh, that's a little spicy for me, but yep. yeah. Fitting in with the Halloween theme, it's uh, perfect. And as it was explained to us, it's actually a green cider, right? It is. Color it's color. a ecto green. And the owners, Alan Denise Snape, who own Far From the Tree, they just bought an orchard. Um, they're very dedicated to their their craft, and I love to see that passion. You know, in uh, going from apple to to your glass, um, really a, a love love fest there. Is there anything else that you feel uh, you would like to share about Salem as just as a place and as, you know, somewhere that people love to gather and just having worked there and, and you know, pretty much everything there is to know. Is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't covered? Well, let me take it on a personal level. I live here. I raised my son here. And do you know how lucky we are? Ask me and I'll tell you. It is such a treat to live here to work here and to, you know, I remember when we got all that snow that one winter, all we had to do was walk downtown and go to the PEM and go to catch a movie and everything we needed was right here. It's a small little city and it's also a community that definitely embraces its history as well as, um, sharing that with everybody. So I feel very fortunate to be very much involved with this city called Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. And I know living outside of Salem, but being able to travel there, when you go there, it's almost like you're getting transported into its own little place. It's almost like a bubble. Like you drive in and it's this whole different feel in the downtown area. So unique and everything. So walkable. It's just a really, really cool town. Yeah, it, it's booming. Um, residential wise, there's a lot of new um, housing coming in. So it's becoming quite popular, not only as a tourist destination, but people do want to make it um, their home as well. Yeah, and there's so much around it too. And I know, I feel, I feel like there are so many events outside of the fall as well. I ran my first 10K there last year. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. always, there's so much to do. And I, I've had so many great experiences. And I know Nick and I, 
we've been to the Peabody Essex, I believe, a few times. So oh, it's uh, wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, we do. We have something every every month. You know, um, COVID has put a damper, you know, on some things, but we're still a community that needs to activate our creative side and uh, stay relevant. And we welcome your listeners to visit. Please, Salem.org is a great way to start planning your visit. And of course, our app in the App Store is another way to start uh, navigating the city without even stepping foot. Yep, I definitely, I downloaded the app right here while we were talking. Yeah. It's a really nice app, really clean, uh, has a lot of cool stuff on here. Um, and I know with some of these, um, the virtual experiences that you're talking about. So what, what are these? Are these virtual museum tours or uh, online shopping experiences? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what exactly there is? Well, we have um, Creative Collective, which is an organization um, that's out of Salem here and is a cr creative driving force for all the great um, artistic things happening um, here and on the North Shore. Usually in October, they have a marketplace downtown. So all along the pedestrian mall and throughout the city, there's artistic vendors that come in for the month on the weekends. We couldn't have that this year. So what the Creative Collective did was they have a virtual haunted happenings marketplace and it's great. So all the vendors that are tried and true and that people look for every year can be found. Um, on this and there is a link to it and I'm trying to get that for you. If you go to the Creative Collective's um, website, they'll be able to give you a little bit more information um, on the virtual marketplace. We also have Historic Salem. They are very, um, they're famous for their haunted, or their Christmas in Salem. And they hit it out of the park with their haunted uh, Halloween house tour this year. So you can do a virtual house tour of some of Salem's historic homes decorated for Halloween. And that is on Historic Salem's website as well. And those are the two popular ones this year. If you go to uh, Destination Salem's October website, hauntedhappenings.org. There'll be a full list for you to um, enjoy. Great. Well, thank you so much. We really loved having you on. You guys um, are awesome. <laughs> we appreciate that. And we are so excited to release this just before Halloween so everybody can start to learn about Salem. And I believe it's actually going up today. So we will look forward to uh, sharing that with you and, and your audience as well. Um, for anybody who doesn't already, you can follow Destination Salem on all the social media pages, uh, specifically Instagram is the best. They're very highly engaged and I'm always... Uh, encouraging people to just reach out and ask questions if you have anything that you want to learn that you haven't learned yet. Um, but I think that's it for today. So we appreciate it. Thank you again uh, for taking the time. Cheers. Our pleasure. And please stay healthy, stay sane, and happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content.
And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening. Thank you.